0: Welcome to Tuscan Radio, my name is Drew Gretch
1: And I'm Ivan Siva
0: And today we are talking about Star Wars Vision Season 1 Episodes 1 through 9 and a whole lot of news Uh, we're gonna do the news first and then we are gonna get into our full Episodic, spoiler Filled review of Vision Season 1 Um, this is going to be a lot like how we did about a year ago, if you guys remember how we covered Clone Wars and Rebels and Resistance. This is essentially how we're going to do it. Uh, Just because, you know, this show is short, it dropped all at once. So yeah, that's what we're going to be doing with Visions this week. Uh, So we first piece of news to talk about is pretty serious, actually. and And I did talk about this on the... Uh, review of What If episode 7, uh, for In Another Marvel podcast, which dropped on Wednesday. So, so, uh, this is coming to us from Variety, this article written by Gene Madaus. Uh, an, an IATSC strike can shut down film and TV productions coast to coast. Uh, so the International Association of Theatral Stage Employees called on Monday for a strike authorization vote, which could set in motion what could be the biggest labor shutdown, showdown, sh- shutdown in this industry since the writer's strike 14 years ago, which we're still feeling the effects of today. We are still feeling the effects of that of the writer's strike from 2007. So what could happen is, uh, about 60,000 IATSE members could just end up walking off the job. Most of who are based in Los in LA. Um, and this could shut down every film and, t- and TV production in the United States. I don't know if this would just affect filming because the only thing that's filming right now is is the Mandalorian season three, which, by the way, that started shooting on Monday. So they've been in, in production for a couple days. days. Um, but so this I mean, so Boba Fett's wrapped. That's in post-production. Uh, pretty far along in post production. It's coming out in like two or three months. Um, Andor has wrapped. It's probably that. That's probably coming out in February, and Kenobi is close to wrapping. If it has not already wrapped.
2: <laughs>
0: so really, the only thing that's filming that it was shut down is Mando. Um. But yeah, like. Look. So Joe Mar- Martinez, a special effects specialist specialist who, who's with the IATSC says, uh, and he, he believes that a strike is very likely. He says, it's coast to coast. They think they got us by the balls. We make the product. If we don't show up to work, what are they going to sell? Uh. So, look. I truly hope they can pull something together in the final hour. I do, but I'm just... I don't know. I, I don't know what they're going to do with this. I'm if.
1: Have, like, stop content for a
0: long time. Yeah. Like, this could be. <sighs> I, I, I don't want to compare this to COVID, but I'm going to compare this to COVID in this industry. I'm going to compare this to the effect that COVID has had in the film industry. And obviously, entertainment is one of the worst, like, entertainment, like, with everything that's going going in the world right now, it does not matter. All it's supposed to do is make us happy. But this might impact this industry more than COVID did. Because with COVID, it was very clear, like, things can start to shoot again once it's all wrapped up. But with this, it's like, no, new agreements have to be met.
1: That's true. We negotiate several contracts.
0: I wonder if film studios are going to have now like a nine-to-five workday, five five days a week, Hmm. which really is not the case at all with what happens. It's a lot of just 12-hour plus a day, you know. You, you you get there big before the sun comes up. You leave after the sun goes down. I mean, that's tough. And lower rates now, like, it's... I, I, I stand, as an aspiring filmmaker, I stand in full support and solidarity with The Strike. I fully support it. Now...
1: They need to renegotiate a lot of contracts
0: and just make them kind of fair. They they do. And, and look, look. There's either going to be like a work hour delay. Not delay. What I mean is like shortening of the workday. And or um, a salary raise. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, it is incredibly hard to make it in this industry. So, the strike authorization vote is expected to begin on Friday, October 1st. That's next Friday. With results announced on Monday, October 4th. If approved, IATSE International President Matthew D. Loeb will have the power to call a strike if further negotiations fail to produce an agreement. So again, the vote happening next week, next Friday, is not to begin a strike. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: The authorization vote, it's an authorization vote, which means they'll have the ability to order a strike if... They do not have new deals with Amazon and Netflix and Disney and Apple, etc. Which, knowing Disney, Chapek is going to mess up ev- everything at the last second. Probably. Because that's what Bob Chapek does. I've got fa- faith in Chapek, but not really. So, moving on. Moving on. Um, Lucasfilm is reportedly interested in doing some more non-canon content like Star Wars Visions. So this is coming to us over from Murphy's Multiverse. Um, so he spoke with Lucasfilm VP for Franchise Story, James Waugh, on whether the company has an interest in producing more non-canon content like Visions. To which he said... It's something we are interested in. The reason we approach Visions as it was, is we wanted to empower specific creators within their process and medium. So much of the stuff you have in Visions, the specificity of anime as a medium justifies a lot of the storytelling. So do I think we could do more non-timeline storytelling? I think under the Visions framework, absolutely. There is a certain joy in having celebratory content that is removed from the gravitas of the canon. We'll have to see what the fandom wants. Um, I think this is very likely. I think this is very likely. Visions has been a huge hit so far. I, I, I absolutely
1: love all of it.
0: Yeah, of course, we, we will fully get into uh, Visions later on in the show. But, yeah, I'd love to see more non-canon stuff. I I think I'd like to see it more as, like, a linear series. M- maybe not, like, a what-if type thing, but, like... Following... The story of the Ninth Jedi. Through a full season. And not as a 20-minute episode. You know? Um. But, look, this is something that I am very excited about with exploring the future for Star Wars. Moving on again, uh it was reported the other day that Ludwig Göransson will be composing the original score for The Book of Boba Fett. I love that. I really love that. He did, he's done an absolutely magnificent job with the uh score for Seasons for seasons 1 and 2, The Mandalorian, fantastic score for Black Panther and Venom, which I watched again last night, because I got t- tickets for Let There Be Carnage next week, um, man, the, Venom's got a pretty good main theme, the Venom's got a pretty good main theme, so, uh, well, speaking of Venom, actually, we, uh, also today on Friday, we got, uh, our Venom review of the first film up on another Marvel podcast feed to get ready for the sequel next week. Which I am so I, I'm so excited for, for for Venom too. I think the movie's gonna be a lot of fun.
1: I still have yet to see the original
0: Venom. Dude, we gotta watch Venom. We gotta watch Venom. It is freaking awesome. It's not good. It's not good, but it's 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 a whole lot of fun. Venom's a whole lot of fun.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, Ledvig Goranson scoring Book of Boba Fett. Cannot wait. Um, Disney, we finally have a new Lucasfilm head of PR. Um, Lynn Hale is retiring at the end of the year. Yvonne, Lynn Hale has been... The head of Lucasfilm's PR department for 35 years. Wow. That's before the prequels. So that... Dude, that's a lot. That's a lot. So, you know, I personally think that they really need to focus on uh, social media stuff. We we've seen what's happened with Chuck Wendig. We've seen what's happened with Gina Carano. I really think that Lucasfilm needs an official social media policy. Yeah. Look. Again, G- Gina Carano was so long ago, was, that was like 8 months ago now, but and what a lot of people are bringing up is well, you know, if it's all political, you know, Pedro Pascal's been posting about Biden. You know, he's been posting about Biden. Why isn't he fired? Because Pedro Pascal is not attacking people.
1: And not comparing a certain event to another big
0: certain event. We 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 can say it. it's huge news. Pa- Pedro Pascal did not compare cancel culture to. The Holocaust. I I, I personally think that ca- that cancel cu- culture is a bit too extreme.
1: I mean, sometimes they cancel people, and it's been like decades. I'm like, I
0: you- I feel like we got everybody. I feel like got all the really bad people, and now it's just like stuff that happened so insanely long ago. Like people are gonna find this show in like 45 years of on. Look at what they said when they were 15. Yeah, and like at that point. Yeah. I again. I don't want to make this po- po- political. I don't think it should be political. Um, but yeah, yeah. So. I'm serious about that new PR head. That's gonna be great. Um, so God also asked me about Visions season two. The show has not yet been. Picked up, But there is definitely interest. There is definitely interest in Vision Season 2. Uh, this is coming to us from CNET. Uh, and they're saying that... Um, so there's... So um, the question is, could elements from Visions be brought into canon? Some episodes feel like they sh- should slot into the existing continuity... Pretty smoothly. So, Shira, so Shirasaki, who's the producer on the series, says not immediately, but it might influence the next generation of creators. Wow. Then, then goes on to say, that's right. Every piece of Star Wars influences future Star Wars storytellers in some form or another. So there are. So, are there plans to integrate Visions into the timeline saga storytelling? Not currently, but I have no doubt that we will see where we, we will see things that were in visions become part of the fabric of Star Wars over the next decades. Probably. Um, and look, we know that the story of visions is continuing very, very soon. We have the Ronin book next month, which is going to expand upon the story of episode one, the the, the duel, which I thought was one of the best. Pieces of, of animated stars I, I've, I've ever seen. I thought that was I thought that episode was absolutely fantastic, but yeah. So you know, th- the, these guys are going to come back. There is going to be season two. Um, well, I I hope with season two is sort of like I hope there's like two sequels Two to shorts we got in season one. And the other seven, or they could do more episodes. They could do more episodes. But, like, if season two is also going to be nine episodes, if it's, like, here are these two episodes that are sequels. And then the rest are just doing their own thing. I'd be fine with that. It seems like what What If is doing is it's going to have a lot of sequels. Like, we are getting a Captain Carter episode in every season of What If. I personally think that might be a little bit much, but you know, we, we will see what, what happens there. We'll see what happens there. Um, yeah. So vision C S- S- season two, hell yeah. I want it. I want it real bad. Uh, the other day, Disney announced a fit. They officially announced Disney plus day on Friday, November 12th, 2021, so you guys may remember last year how we got the Disney Investor Day on December tenth, which is one of my favorite moments as, as a fan. As part of Phantom, that that night was one of my favorite moments of, of ever, and it that was definitely the best day of twenty twenty, was December tenth. Because of like how exciting that was, and we were all just watching the live stream and experiencing at the same time and we were all just losing our we were losing it and it was so much fun i loved it so disney plus is going to be november 12th which is the two-year anniversary of disney plus so here's what's going to be well we that is going to be the streaming pr- premiere of Marvel Studios' Shang-Chi Legends of Rings. If you guys have not seen Shang-Chi yet, go see Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi's awesome. For Star Wars... Sorry, what if I'm...
1: I just said it's great.
0: Shang-Chi's awesome. Yeah, yeah, so... For Star Wars, we'll be getting a special celebrating the origins and legacy of Star Wars Legendary Bounty Hunter Boba Fett. So... This seems it's going to be a lot like what Marvel is doing with Legends.
2: Uh-huh.
0: You know, where we're getting these, like, short, like, five- or six-minute recaps before a, a new Disney Plus show or movie comes out? This is November 12th. I wonder if Boba Fett's going to be in a November release. I
1: mean, Maybe.
0: I I personally think we 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 would have heard by now if it's gonna be no November. Cause I, dude. We we know there that there will be episodes of Hawkeye and the Book of Boba Fett on the same day, but I just cannot see them doing series premieres for both of those shows on the same day. Gotcha. I I just can't see them doing it. I can't. Um, but yeah, yeah, so there will be that, uh, which, which I personally think December 1st, D- December 1st, I believe is going to be the first episode of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. So there will also be a special look celebrating Star Wars, which are going to have some super spe- special announcements about the future. They're doing the same thing with with Marvel Studios. It seems like what that's gonna be, Yvonne, is it's just like having like they like last year when when they went when they shot their presentations for the Investor Day. It seems like that that's what they're doing. Which again, I really hope that those are not dropped at two in the morning. I want to experience those live with everybody else. Gotcha. At like 5 p.m., 6 p.m. on Friday. Like, that would be... Dude, that would be awesome. That would be awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: So... Yeah, oh, and for those of of you who listen in South Korea... uh, And Taiwan, and in Hong Kong... You guys do not yet have Disney+, Plus, but you will... Because Disney Plus will debut in South Korea and Taiwan on November 12th. Disney Plus will launch in Hong Kong on November 16th. So you guys will finally get to see the, the Mandalorian and the Clone Wars and the Bad Batch and Visions. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, th- I think we're almost done with the news. Last piece. Oh, well, actually got two more pieces of news. Um, Quantic Dreams is reportedly developing a Star Wars video game. Hmm. What were their
1: other projects in the past?
0: Uh, let's see. Uh. uh so, do they've done games like Detroit Become Human. <laughs> Love that title. Um, Beyond Two Souls, Fahrenheit, Heavy Rain. They have have a game out this year called Dustborn. Uh yeah. So not a whole lot, not a whole lot f- from Quantum f- from Quantum Dream. Do you guys just put the word Quantum in front of everything? Ant Man reference. Um, for Iv- Ivana. Apparently, this game has been in development for a year and a half
1: so they've already
0: got a pretty good foundation on the game. Eight, they, they've, they've been working on this game for reportedly 18 months. Oh. Um, yeah, so... According to the league... According to the source... Uh, so there are three sources for this. Um, according to the third one, Quantic Dream has indeed been working on a Star Wars game for approximately a year and a half but it won't be the conventional type of quick-time-event-driven game we've come to expect from the French studio. Instead, they said, the game will have more traditional action gameplay and possibly even open-world and multiplayer elements. Dude, this sounds like my perfect Star Wars game. I've told you my pitch for my perfect Star Wars game, right? Yeah. Completely open-world. You get to pick if you're, like, a rebel or a bounty hunter, or a Jedi. You can be whatever you want to be, and you can live in any era of the galaxy that you want, and just live. And, like, that would be awesome.
1: You're just, like, day-to-day, taking missions, you know?
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, so... This game might be released from EA. Um... Or, you know, they might just release, like... Six games in 2024. Because there are so many games in development right now. Okay. And again, EA will still be allowed to make Star Wars games. They will still be allowed to make Star Wars games. It's just the exclusivity ends in 2023. So, you know, this game could be released for, from EA in the next year or so, or it might just be released in, like, the spring of 2024. You know? I mean, I'll, I'll be fine with that. Dude, there is so much Star Wars next year. I, 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 can't, I cannot even handle how much Star Wars we are getting next year. Yeah, we are getting a lot. We're getting, like, at least three episodes of The Book of Boba Fett next year. hmm We're getting 12 episodes of Andor. We're getting 6 episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. We're getting 8 episodes of The Mandalorian. We're getting 16 episodes of The Bad Batch. And maybe another 9 of Visions. Like Next year is insane and probably also a Lego special. There is so much from... Star Wars next year. And then 2023, there's even more. Because in 2023, Yvonne, we we go back to the movies. Wow. Because Rogue Squadron's out in December 2023. So I think that this, uh, we got the last piece of news here. Yep, last piece of news here. The Emmys were this past weekend. Nothing for The Mandalorian at the main event, which I was super sad about. But Star Wars did come out on top because Ewan McGregor won Outstanding Lead Actor in a limited or anthology series or movie. Uh, He won for his role as Halston in Netflix's Halston. A, sh- a show that I thought was okay, but Ewan was amazing in it. So we've actually got some audio right here of Ewan speaking. It's great.
1: Can you
0: tease any Obi-Wan for us? Not really. We finished our shooting, our series... And it was a really, really good fun. I really enjoyed working with Deborah Chow. and um, uh, the, you know, it, I think it will not, I think it will not disappoint. I mean, you know, I think it's going to be good. I, mean, I, I had a really good time making it, and work, worked with some really wonderful people, uh, lovely people, and uh, the, well, we the, love new tra- the new technology that we employed doing it is cool and. It's
1: a different experience than making the original three films that you I did. Are going to play I, it? I
0: really, really liked it. it oh, I, I was playing It's it super quiet. And we are in FaceTime, so it's going to be... It was super quiet. I, I'm not e- e- even sure how much it was picked up by the mic. So I'll just say again what Ewan said. Uh, he just ba- basically said that they've rapped. They've rapped on the series. Uh... It does not disappoint, and he's very excited for it. This is basically what he said. He also, I do believe that he said something along the lines of, we'll see you at the Emmys next year. Which, you know, I, dude, oh my God. If, if Kenobi wins outstanding limited series next year, I'll, I'll die happy. Dude, Kenobi is going to be, like, one of the most watched. Like, like in a hundred years, like, if, if, if you want to document, like, some of the most watched shows of all time, Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to be in the top three.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's going to be absolutely game-changing. I'm not even all that excited for it. I'm most excited for Boba Fett and Acolyte. Things that we don't know anything about. But I mean look, Kenobi, I'm so so excited for Kenobi. I'm so super excited for it, just not at the top of my list. It's it, it's up there. It's up there, but it's not at the top.
2: Yeah.
0: So, Yvonne. You wanna talk about Star Wars visions?
1: Very much so, yes.
0: Alright, you know, let's 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 talk about some Star Wars Visions then. Um So yeah, let's uh let's get into it. So it's been a long time since like we've done like a season review. I forgot how we used to do them. So the episodes that we are gonna be talking about are So Star Wars Vision season one. We're talking about episode one, the duel, episode two, Tatooine Rhapsody, Episode Three, The Twins, Episode Four, The Village Bride, Episode Five, The Ninth Jedi, Episode Six, T Zero B One, Episode Seven, The Elder, Episode Eight, Lop and Ocho and episode 9, Akakiri. Ivan, do you have a ranking of the shorts?
1: I do. Not, like, scripted in my head. But you should... Duel?
0: If if you could, like, write those down as we go through them. Just because... Mm-hmm. At, at, at the end, I, I want to rank the episodes. Okay. So, let's start... At the beginning, let's start with... The Duel. Ivan, what did you think of The Duel? A wandering stranger with a mysterious past defends... A a, a mysterious wandering stranger steps up to defend a village besieged by ragged bandits. In taking them on, he he, he reveals a stunning truth about the nature of his past. What did you think about the series' premiere visions?
1: I thought it was great. I was a little surprised at the art style when I first watched it because I wasn't used to it, but I'm so happy that they used color for energy. It's very easy to follow the fights. The episode had great pacing. I originally ranked it at a 9. I'm going to have it at a 9.7. That's what I'm going to have
0: it. Wow. I got it. I'm not ranking the... I kind of stopped giving grades because people just get mad. If if I give a 7 out of 10, which is a solid grade, a 7 out of 10 is solid, then pe- people are like, <laughs> you hated it. You hated it.
1: Not hating something is ranking it a 2.
0: I, I, I did rank uh, the Bad Batch episode 13 infested at a 2. That is a... I, I, I I truly believe that that is the only piece of Star Wars out there that I do not like, is the 13th episode of The Bad Batch. Mm, I have
1: to finish The Bad Batch.
0: You still are, like, months behind on The Bad Batch, dude. You got to finish that show. I know I have to. You're going to be shunned from the podcast until you finish it. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, so the the English voice cast of the episode had Brian... Uh, Brian T as Ronan. Lucy Liu as the bandit leader. Though those are the two big names that I'm really seeing here.
1: Okay, uh, I have no idea who voices who, and I could not recognize them.
0: Oh yeah, because no, no, no like neither. I have, I only watched
1: all of them in Japanese sub. Nice. So I got the voice actors in Japanese.
0: I I'm I'm gonna do that. Uh, second or third v- viewing, I'm going to do that. It's just the first time Look, I've experiencing it. watching
1: anime it. for like a year and a half
0: now. Do you, you, You've you been, been watching, watching anime, like anime for... Skill now. Huh? You have been watching anime for way longer than a year and a half. Really? I don't know. I'll actually say this about Visions. I really enjoyed the show. But this show did not do what I thought it was going to do for me.
1: What did you think it was going to do for
0: you? I thought this show would make me want to watch anime. It did not. Okay. It didn't. Uh, I've got Yvonne. A friend gave me one show to watch. Unlike you giving me eight. You gave me eight shows to watch. He gave me one. So I'm gonna watch uh One Punch Man this weekend.
1: Oh, that's on my watch list.
0: Let's watch together. It is a
1: very good like scenario, like comic-y in that way. That's all I really know. Yeah. If you're Looking for a good like fantasy one that like makes fun of all the tropes. Go for Konosuba. It is hilarious. But
0: here's the thing, though I don't know all the tropes yet.
1: No, like you know, like the fairy tale tropes, like hero is instantly good at everything.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, Mary Sue. Yeah. Exactly. They, like, everything is, like, you, it's presented as that, and then it gets crumbled to pieces, and it's hilarious. It's fun. Um, and by Mary Sue, I understand that some characters are just good at stuff. Like, pe- people have natural talent. Mm-hmm. But the, 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 the middle chapter of a story at any story, is when the, the heroes lose. We've talked about this before. The, the middle chapter is not when you can, like, get fully in touch with your powers. That's not when that happens. Yeah. And I do re- really like The Last Jedi. So moving on, because now I'm going to get a bunch of people getting ma- mad at me for liking The Last Jedi. Um, let's actually get into the plot of the duel. Dude, this episode was absolutely stunning.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, it was so good, and I loved the simple calm nature of it until the fighting began.
0: Yeah, uh, did everything
1: was at a standstill.
0: Could could you read the um, the Orabesh at the beginning, because you do know. Oribesh, right? I did
1: memorize and was able to write fluently in Arabesh at the beginning of quarantine because I was bored for a week.
0: Oh my god, dude, I, I have I have no interest in learning Arabesh.
1: O- I still remember some characters. If you give me like a minute with a word, I will be able to read it, but
0: I, I, I
1: forgot all of it. I,
0: I'm pretty sure that, that Mike is fluent in Arabesh in as well. Mike could not make it on the show. I want him to make it on the show, but he has not seen the v- visions yet, so we... The show must go on, so...
1: But speaking of Arabesh, I'm talking, like, just for... I did see, like, a review of, like, all the episodes. For, T- oh, for T-0-B-1, the Arabesh doesn't translate to English. It translates to different languages, and if you translate that back in, into English, it, it's not gonna sound good.
0: What is it? Text me, and then I'll decide if, if we can say no, on the show. honestly,
1: I don't. I don't know.
0: Ah, uh, okay.
1: What did you realize how much arabesque was in the was was in episode six? No, I don't. Those entire rooms full with words and diagrams.
0: Oh yeah, that's that's true. I guess. Um. So there was actually a super fun Easter egg. In this episode. There is a to, like to build the Japanese a Japanese
1: poster inspired by
0: No, in in the duel in yeah, yeah. the yeah, village yeah. in the village there is a giant black and white version of the original poster for Star Wars A New Hope. There is? There is. I did not notice that. Google it. Google it. It is so- I did not notice it the first time then and then when I went back and rewatched it t- today I'm like, "Wait a minute, that's 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 the thing." Just look up like Star Wars Visions Easter eggs and like that's I think one of the best Easter eggs I've ever seen. Is just that poster. So, the story of the duel is going to continue next month in a book titled Ronin. The book is going to come out on October 12th. I know I'm definitely going to get it. I'm I'm definitely going to get it. Uh, The book is, like, designed to look just so... It's designed to look like ancient Japanese. And I think that's super cool.
1: How so, like, ancient Japanese...
0: You can look it up, just, I mean, like, I, I don't know if I can describe it. It's like you you know it when you see it, if if something looks aesthetically Japanese, and I think that Japanese oh, culture yeah, is so cool. Doing. It it is so. It, it looks very nice. Yeah. Um, and I loved how this episode just felt like an Akira K- Kurosawa film.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I There were a lot of Kurosawa references in this show. A whole lot of Kurosawa references. Yeah. Uh, Yvonne, let's talk about... Tatooine Rhapsody. Episode 2 of Season 1. A scrubby band with big dreams must rally to save one of their beloved bandmates from the clutches of Jabba the Hutt and Boba Fett. The episode guest stars... Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Jay, Bobby Moynihan as Geezer, Mark Thompson as Lon, Shelby Young as K344, and Tamora Morrison makes his return as Boba Fett. Okay. Uh, Yvonne, what did you think of Tatooine Rhapsody? Look,
1: I rated it a 6 because I thought it was adorable the arts are reminded me of a life, a slice of life, like Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. It's it's a lot better than the name is. It's like they're a little bit cheapy, but still kind of full size. New alien with three heads.
0: Yeah, the thing I was cool. That guy was super cool.
1: Cool new droid. I like how he was able to combine his identity with music and his past using a lightsaber as a mic.
0: Dude, that was freaking awesome.
1: Yeah, the end, like, the end thing, that the end concert, that was so
0: good. Love that. I thought, visually, this was one of the better episodes. Mm-hmm. But story-wise, this was the worst. I think this, epis- I this episode really bored me. Visually, it's beautiful. Visually, oh my god, this is stunning.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But... I was super bored watching it.
1: I mean, I can understand that you are used to a little like more constant story.
0: And you know, again, like if this was like an ongoing series or we could really get like get time to know the band, I'd like that. My biggest complaint with this show is that they're all so short. Well
1: that like they're meant to be mini movies. You like it oh, takes I, a while. I fully for, get like, that to make a full
0: season of anime. Oh, dude, I I fully understand that. I fully understand that. I'm just saying, like... I think it really kind of hurt the flow of the series. In my own personal opinion. um. Another thing is this episode was is one of the few that really just give gives us, like, an exact timeline of where it's set. Because Jay is... It's, like, right after... Order
1: sixty
0: six. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like that the the duel we know is in an alternate history. There is no way to make that canon. Uh, let's move on now. Or do you have anything else on Tatooine or Rhapsody?
1: Uh, Jabba's little uh tail dance was adorable.
0: That was awesome. Loved that. Loved that. Another thing. Um. When you hear, I have a bad feeling about this five times in two and a half hours, that, yeah, that. it really gets old. It's, it's fine. Like, I have a bad feeling about this is Star Wars. So, I'm good with it. it it's just old. Yeah, it's
1: one of the classic lines.
0: Alright, let's move on to Season 1, Episode 3, The Twins. A secret set of twins born into the dark side clash aboard a massive Star Destroyer when one steals a powerful weapon. During their epic battle, they make choices that will forever alter their destinies. This episode, uh, we, we got Neil Patrick Harris as Kare and Alison Bree as Om. Vaughn, what did you think of the twins?
1: Okay, the twins, I... I love the art style. The end where it was like the stillness of space that was so good. I love that visual. And the way that it just like, I love seeing a fight like that, like in space.
0: Yeah. A lot like um, the Haldeman. maneuver.
1: Yeah. And it was like, I love the visuals. I know you had a little bit of a hard time with it. Yeah. But overall, I loved it. It kind of looks like Han Solo as I'm looking at the at the like the screen right now. With also like a little bit of a Luke look, but I'm pretty sure that's how he's designed. But honestly, I loved the episode. I rated it a seven. Hmm. I didn't rate anything in this series under a six. So.
0: I rated this one a six. And I rated Tatooine Rhapsody out of five. Okay. Um. Yeah, the art style for me was super hard to follow. It was super like choppy. Like the one for T zero B one. That one was pretty weird. It was pretty jarring to just go right into that one, like, especially right after The Ninth Jedi. Mm hmm. But I came around on and and what I think this show does really well is the anime style of each episode really matches the tone of the episodes very, very well. You know? Yeah, it. I love the way that they match. And don't and- I love all of the art styles. Because they all look good in their own way. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think this episode takes place... I think they said it's set after Return of the Jedi. Because, of course, like, we got the New Republic and Galactic Empire mentioned. So, mm-hmm. it is good to know where some of these episodes do fit in. Like... But there is no way that the duel can be fit into the timeline. Like that one is so out there, it you 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 just cannot fit it in whatsoever.
1: Yeah. It, like a former Sith killing others and just keeping a collection of Kyber crystals.
0: Yeah. Oh dude that that twist we didn't talk about that that was super awesome. I love that so much and I cannot wait to see that explored in the book next month. Mm-hmm. You are gonna get the the book, right? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Alright, nice. Um Any okay, yeah, so my main thing with the, the twins. This episode was like 17 minutes long. I mm-hmm. wish it was like twenty two. Makes sense because while this for me is lower tier for visions I really really wanted it to have I I think that the store I, I think the main premise of this which is essentially like dark side Luke and Leia mm-hmm I think there are a lot of really interesting things they could have done with that that I just do not think that they explored. I get that. I want to see more of their childhood. I want to see them like actually using the dark side of the Force. I don't necessarily care about them turning good. I don't.
1: Yeah, because you don't really know much about the
0: characters. Well, also, because there are so many stories like that in Star Wars. I mm-hmm. don't need to see it again. I don't. Okay. But yeah, I, I, I think this episode. Like, this is, is one of the episodes I was super excited for, and it really left me pretty disappointed. Okay. Left me super did di- disappointed. So. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. I liked it a little bit. Not a whole lot, but I I liked it enough. <clears throat> so now we've got season one, episode four, The Village Bride. A Jedi on the run is summoned by an old ally to observe the strange and beautiful customs of a remote village on the eve of a wedding. The Jedi must make a choice when she discovers their peace is threatened by a local warlord. I really like this one.
1: I thought this one was great through
0: and through. It's still lower tier for me, but that's because like, from here on out, I really loved this show.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I really loved this show from here on out. Yeah, it um, got a whole lot better, just immediately. Yeah, so Village Bride. Uh, we got Karen Fukuhara as F. Andrew Kishino as Izuma. Ni- Nicole S- Sakura as ha- Haru. Christopher Sean as Asu. Stephanie Shea as Saku. And Kari Hi- Hiroyuki T- Tagawa as Valco. Uh, of course, you know, Andrew Kishino and Christopher Sean are no strangers to the Star Wars mythos. Uh, Kishino, uh, first played Saw in the Clone Wars Season 5 and then returned to voice him in the Bad Batch earlier this year. And Christopher Sean has actually led his own Star Wars television series. With Resistance. Okay. So yes, they are no strangers to Star Wars at all. Ivan, but what did you think of Village Bride?
1: I thought this episode was stunning. I loved the visuals. Everything seemed to flow greatly, and it showed, and I love the way that they set up the people having a very deep connection with its planet to the point where it would show you the planet's memories.
0: I really love that I loved how the force was depicted in this episode do you, do you remember what they called the force
1: I don't remember the
0: name cause they, they yeah they, they had a different name for the force and I really liked it I really liked it yeah cause
1: like every like the whole planet felt the same way about the force
0: Mm-hmm.
1: like this giving thing
0: Oh, and of, and of course, uh, you know, Matt Wood returned to voice all the battle droids. Mm-hmm. How cool was that, seeing some battle droids?
1: I, yeah, I liked seeing them, too. It, it had been a while. I haven't seen Clone
0: Wars in a long time. Wow, dude, you're not, you're, ah, uh, never mind. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it.
1: Don't say I'm uncultured just because I haven't
0: seen it. I was about to call you a fake fan, but then I realized that's not true. And people can dislike Clone Wars. I don't agree with it. I'll have you. I
1: like Clone Wars. It's just been a bit.
0: Clone Wars is my Star Wars, dude. Clone Wars is my Star Wars.
1: I binged that entire thing in like two weekends.
0: It's such a great show. Um. Yeah. I don't have all that much else to say about this episode. I really li- like the last half of it. First half of it was a bit m- clunky for me, um, but yeah, you know, I I liked it and it was a great turnaround. It made me really excited to watch the next one, which I had heard nothing but fantastic things about. Episode five, the Ninth Jedi. The daughter of a legendary lightsaber smith is pursued by dark forces as she travels across. Harsh terrain with a very important delivery. Newly crafted lightsabers meant for a ragtag group of warriors claiming to be Jedi. This episode stars Greg Chun as Roden, Kimiko Glenn as Kara, Neil Kaplan as the narrator, Andrew Kishino, again from last episode, as Juro, Shang-Chi star Simu Lu. As Jima, Masioka as Ethan, Adam Seats as Hanbel, and Michael Sinter Niklas as Henin Henyin. Hen Hen. I'm not sure how how to pronounce it. I'm sorry. Um Yvonne. <laughs> the ninth Jedi gives us our first real look at the galaxy and after the events of star wars rise of skywalker.
1: Yeah. And I love what they did with it.
0: Now, of course, it's the, the the this is not canon, but there is nothing else to contradict it right now, which means it is canon until it's not. Mhm. Ivan. Yeah. Did you find it at all amusing that the Sith returned yet again? After their supposed final destruction at the the Battle of Exegol? I
1: felt like the one Poe said, somehow
0: Palpatine returned. Somehow Palpatine has returned. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, you know. As I said on the podcast last week, that's one of the great things about Star Wars. Is that it does always... Is that... Evil never sleeps in Star Wars.
1: Yeah, there's always going to be something that happens. There's
0: always something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I, I just really. And again, this is not canon, but it's canon until proven otherwise. Like, it's just something that I find really annoying. I find it really annoying. Like, they will just not let go of the Sith.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. But I liked how they just took lightsabers away from both of them.
0: Yeah. Um, now... This, I feel, is the only episode that has real spoilers. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, last chance, if you've not seen... Visions, Season 1, all nine episodes... Specifically, episode 5, The Ninth Jedi. Go. Go now. This is your spoiler warning. Run. Or, you know, if you have seen it, thank you for staying. Um. Dude, when it's revealed that they're all Sith, I was like, oh my god. this, this is
1: visual is so good.
0: Dude, it's so cool. When she gives them, when, uh... When uh, Kara gives them all the lightsabers and they all turn red, man that that was awesome.-hmm that, that That was super great.
1: I loved it. just like imagine this thinking that they're all Jedi and then just surrounding you. There's red blades.
0: Dude, what I thought was kind of interesting about the show, and this show actually does reveal a whole lot to us about how lightsabers work.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's like specifically the the tempered kyber crystals that he was making.
0: Yeah, but I mean, look, it, this show did really, like, but this show as a whole really brought lightsabers more in line with like whatever we've with it sort of changed our perception of lightsabers yeah like and
1: that visual when she was just like when it turned green for her oh my god that was so
0: good that was awesome that was awesome
1: and then his turned purple knowing that he wasn't completely gone
0: yeah that was really great and it was what what it was was like Oh, I remember the big thing with episode four that I really loved was her yellow lightsaber. Remember that? I do remember that. That was awesome. It became
1: a thin blade, like a katana. It was so cool.
0: It looked like the darksaber. And I was trying to decide, like, could it possibly be the darksaber? saber?
1: Well, keep this in mind. It started off, it's like how mechanic, like how Rey's lightsaber is kind of mechanical. Hers was like that too. Yeah. Where it was first starting off at a single beam, and then it constricted it to back to like this katana form.
0: It yeah, I was definitely like super reminded of Ray's lightsaber. Uh huh. At the end of episode nine. Um. But yeah, you know, I, I thought it was super cool, thought it was super cool, let, let, let's get back to episode 5 now, The Ninth Jedi. Um, uh-huh. But lightsabers now just, like, give off, like, so the color is just, like, what whatever vibe you give off in that moment. Yeah. Which I think is super fun. Um, and
1: it's harder to, f- to fake your identity if you ignite a lightsaber. It is,
0: it is, like... Of course, that part's not canon. But, like, that would be nice. Just, like... Like, the Kyber Crystal stuff, like, you don't even have to bleed it at that point. Yeah, and then, you know, like, there's also the whole thing. Like, it's been hundreds of years. It It's very possible lightsabers could have evolved. Yeah, that's true. Um... The last shot of this episode... Where you've got the beam, and the camera flips upside down. It's revealed it's a lightsaber, dude. That was amazing. Amazing. It was so great. I loved it. I loved that so much. Uh, Is that all? Is do you have anything else for the ninth Jedi you want to talk about? I
1: rated the ninth Jedi and wait, wait.
0: What episode was this? Episode 5? Don't rank them yet. I
1: rated it a 9.
0: I gave this one a 10. I gave 3 of these episodes a 10. I thought that like the 3 that I gave a 10 are were fantastic. And those 3 were the duel, the ninth Jedi, and then one more that we're going to get to. Uh, but let's talk about T-Zero B1. A, a cybernetic boy who dreams to one day become a heroic Jedi dis- discovers a secret about his creator's past that threatens their once peaceful existence this episode uh starts kyle chandler as mitaka and jaden waldman as toby Mm -hmm. yvonne what are your thoughts i'm probably the most heartwarming of these episodes
1: it is i loved it so much i rated it a 9.5
0: wow wow
1: look i like the wholesome stuff man
0: so do so do i so do i i really like this one but yeah it it was just sweet it was just sweet it felt like a pixar short to me
1: exactly only thing is it's star wars and the inquisitor he looked pretty cool
0: yeah that was super cool that guy was awesome he was so badass he reminded me a lot of uh The Destroyer, from the first Thor movie. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: That's that's what he reminded me of. Um, I don't, I don't have much else to say about this one. It was super sweet. There are way too many Easter eggs to even start to to dissect those. Yeah, there are so many Easter eggs in this episode.
1: Yeah, that like whole mural scene. Whole mural. Once you get like a whole two movies in that one frame.
0: Yeah, uh, Mitaka says, uh, I'm with the forest, and the forest with me. There is just, so, no, excuse me. There are just so many Easter eggs in this one episode. It's insane. Um, let's move on. It's getting late, I'm tired. Um, t- let's move on to episode seven. We're, we're in the final stretch now. Got three more episodes to cover. Let's talk about The Elder. A pacifist Jedi and his restless Padawan pursue a dark presence to a small village on an Outer Rim planet. The Jedi and the Padawan uncover a terrifying truth and must face down an old man who is far more powerful than either imagined. This episode stars... Jordan Fisher as Dan, David Harbour as Tai Yin, and James Hong as the Elder. Um... David Harbour of course plays Hopper in Stranger Things and is and has very recently joined the Marvel Cinematic Universe as, as the Red Guardian. The Red Guardian returns. Dude, he's still the best part of that movie. He's still the best part yes. of that movie. He is so much fun. Mhm. Um This is the this is the other episode that I gave a ten out of ten to.
1: It I I love the visuals in it, It just how
0: he immediately decays. Oh, that was so cool! It was so different from how we've seen light side users disappear. Like they just fade. They just fade. But if you use the the dark side, you crumble. You crumble. I thought that was beautiful symmetry. Mm -hmm. And then also, uh, this is set during the era of the High Republic. Uh, It's set a couple hundred years before Phantom Menace. And I love ancient Star Wars. I love ancient Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So I was really happy to just get to, to like see like a High Republic story on screen. I thought it was so cool, and of course they, I don't think they mentioned the High, Repu- the High Republic at all, but still, still I, I I really loved this one. I loved it so much. I I I loved the conversation that they that. Uh, Tai Yin and Dan have at the end about power and about what power truly means power only counts if if used to help others who do not Uh, man dude that that to me was about as beautiful as what is grief if not love persevering in in wandavision
1: mm-hmm. that's yeah, a that whole p- thing is just like you are going to become stronger i am at my prime
0: my prime
1: his prime i did not defeat him age defeated
0: him that was dude that's awesome you never get stuff like that anymore we never yeah. get stories like that it's always about like age doesn't define you can do anything no, no matter how old you are No 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 that's not how things work we are born, we live, we die, just as humans do.
1: And I love how he had the Sith eyes, too.
0: Oh my god, dude, that was awesome. I, This... Dude, I... I, I love this one so much. This was such a great and deep episode. Mm-hmm. It, it's... It was hard to rank the... It was so hard to rank my top three.
1: I still, I mean, I can
0: probably rank my top three with the ninth Jedi. No, 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 no. You don't nope. want me to say them yet? Don't, don't say me yet. We are we we not done with the podcast yet, Ivan. All right, all right. I'm not done, done with it yet, dude. Um, What else do you have to say about The Elder?
1: The Elder, I was surprised he, I was surprised the Padawan lived.
0: So was I. So, so was I. I thought he died. I thought that he yeah, died. especially
1: when his master looked up, and I thought like he felt the connections of the force sever.
0: Yeah, I thought that that Dan died in, in the episode. I I was surprised that he made it out. mm mm-hmm. So let's talk about Lop and Ocho. Uh, Lop and Ocho. I a feel like powerful, this is one of the more emotional ones. A powerful patriarch clashes with his eldest daughter about confronting the Enroaching empire. The the crouching empire. The adopted little sister who's caught in the middle must choose sides. Lop and Ocho stars A- Anna Cathcart as Lop, Hi- Hi- Hiromi Dames as Ocho, Kyle M- McCarley as the Imperial officer, and Paul Nakauchi as Yasa B- Bordo. And, and for those of you who are wondering why we are ordering these names, the, the way that we are is because that's how they're credited on IMDb. So what did you think of, of Lapanocho, Ivan?
1: I felt this was one of the more emotional episodes. I liked it a lot. It gave me, like, it was very emotional to the thought where he said, some, I don't remember the full line, but it was, the us sum it up, it's like, you don't deserve something just because you're related by blood. Yep. Family is family.
0: It doesn't matter if you're related. It's all about family. It's all about family. You never turn your back. Also, I love the
1: look of the lightsaber. How it had... Oh, man, that was stunning. How how it had the family crest in it.
0: This episode really surprised me.
1: Yeah, I wasn't really expecting much from it.
0: This was the one yeah the, this is i think the one short it was this one and akakiri that i knew nothing about mm-hmm. um i i thought this one had something to do with the uh the rabbit girl who's based on a uh, jackson um you the know
1: guy that george got so mad about that he wanted to approve every other character in the comics
0: yeah and that guy's can- yeah, yeah 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 jackson is canon but, um, so, I, I, I knew about about this one just like the rabbit girl, Lop. Mm hmm. But I knew nothing about the finale, Akakiri. I knew nothing about that episode. But this yeah, one, I... I was expecting to just be a lot of fun. Mm
1: hmm.
0: Nope.
1: No, this, this show this
0: is heartfelt, it's emotional man i was really surprised by this episode and i'm so glad um i think we really talked about all of it i loved how, how how it was flipped where at the beginning of the episode it was all about how um he about how the, the father was like... He was like, no, we cannot have her as a daughter. We cannot take in this other girl. Mm-hmm. And it and it was uh, Ocho, who was always like... No, 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 no. It'll be fine. Like, we'll, we'll be sisters. And then at the end of the episode... Ocho's like, she's not my my real sister. To which... Yeah, yes, yeah. so a replies with... Um... An heirloom, no, 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 inheritance and blood are not the same. Mm-hmm. I I love that line, man. That was a such a great line. And
1: also, when she when he was passing down the saber, how she went to go to look through her infrared lens just to make sure what she was looking at was real.
0: Yeah, because this is probably like i probably put this episode taking place around the time of Solo and Kenobi. Like, it's about the height of the umpire. About midway yeah. between episodes three and four. Uh, but yeah, I don't have much else about this one. I really loved it a whole lot. I thought this was a yeah, really sweet episode.
1: Like, uh, this is just going to be some tiny story. But it was so good, especially the end scene. Oh,
0: my God. This was such a great show. I'm so... I'm... I'm really glad that that they did it all at once, but at the same time, I'm kind of sad that they did it all at once. Mm -hmm. Because I binged the whole show in, like, a day. Like, 12 hours, I binged the whole season. Because we have to do this thing called School. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's good sometimes, but sometimes it really sucks. Because sometimes there's like a full new season of Star Wars to watch, and you just can't. Um,
1: I watched it in two days. I watched uh, episodes one through three the first day it came out, and then the rest of them today, earlier.
0: Yeah, I binged the first two yesterday morning. And I watched the third... Third and then I watched three and four during a study hall. And then I just binged the next five when I got home. It was great. I mean I'm like through I'm like a full day behind on on homework now, but I mean it's great. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm caught up on homework, unfortunately. Uh let's move on. Do you have an any more thoughts on uh, Lopinocho? No, not really. All right, let's let's talk, talk about episode nine, our season finale, Akakiri. A Jedi returns to his old forbidden love to help her defend her kingdom from a Sith-like shogun. Plagued by haunting visions, the Jedi learns his destiny might not be what he thought it was. So, Akakiri. Stars, Jamie Chung as Misa, Henry Golding as Tsubaki, George Taki as Senshu, Lorraine Toussaint as Masago, and Kion Young as Kamahachi. Uh, Ivan, what are your thoughts on our season finale? I loved it and
1: how it ended off on like a... Very, like, conflicting note.
0: Yup. Yup, yup, yup.
1: It felt a lot like Revenge of the Sith.
0: It did. It totally... I, I felt that so much.
1: Especially the last scene when Anakin was pronounced as Darth Vader.
0: Totally. Uh, this did remind me a whole lot of, of Friends of the, of the Sith, which I love. You know, that is my favorite film in the Skywalker saga. So, yeah, I thought that was super awesome. How much... It reminded me of that. Especially with, like, the dreams that he was having. hmm I loved it. Like, this... I don't have much to say about it. The, really, the only thing is, like, though those two guys that... She was with, um, are based on like two characters from, uh, Akira Kurosawa's The Hidden Fortress, which were the main inspiration for Art 2 and 3PO. Okay. So I thought that was super fun. Um, yeah, this one was dark. Yeah. Like, it, it's this one. And the ninth Jedi that I wanna see sequels for. Mm-hmm.
1: I feel I wanna see the ninth Jedi, Toby. Yeah. And the duel. That's the ones that I'd really wanna see.
0: But do you really wanna see a sequel to Toby? I love that episode. I Yes, should... I wanna see a sequel to but, Toby. But dude, he's just a kid. In what we can assume is the imperial era, do you like? Dude, it's essentially the, the same thing as Grogu, who, who's going off to turn with Luke. You know what happens, and it ain't good.
1: I don't care. I want to see it. I want to see more of him.
0: Ah, uh, so, so 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 do I, man. That was so great. It was so so great. Um, you ready to rank these? So let's start at number nine. Yvonne, what is in your number nine spot?
1: Number nine, I have to
0: say Tatooine Rhapsody. Same. Well, let's move on. What's your number eight?
1: Number eight...
0: Mm... Got it written down, Yvonne. Just say it.
1: I, I, I'd say the twins,
0: yeah. I got that as well. I've got, I have got all right. So our bottom two are the same. Our bottom two are the same. What's your number seven? Uh, Village Bride. My number seven is Akakiri. Um, mm-hmm. I really liked this episode, but of the of the seven that I really liked, it was my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. I, I really enjoyed the finale. I really enjoyed the finale. Um, but yeah, it just, it just was not as good as my top six. Wow. I did not enjoy it as much as my top six. And then and here's the thing with Visions, guys. Here's the thing with Visions. And please, I want to know your ranking, because I think we are all going to come out of here having a different number one.
1: Yeah.
0: I think we're all going to come out of here having a different... Number one. I'm changing my number one right now. Because I... Just talking through this with Yvonne, I've changed my mind on it. Because I... My no- number one now is just so much better than the other one I had. Well, not so much better. Because my my top three are all super hard to rank. So... But we are all going to come away from this series have a, ha- ha- having a different favorite episode.
1: Yeah, but so, like, that's the point. So many different styles, different stories.
0: Yeah, let us know what your guys visions ranking is you can send in a tweet at tuscan radio pod send in an email tuscan radio at gmail.com because i do want to know what are your thoughts on visions um Yvonne, what was your number six Akakiri. we flop flopped my number six is the village bride that was my okay. number six spot what's your your number five spot
1: my number five is honestly the Elder.
0: Wow. Here's our first big difference. Why is the Elder at number five?
1: I feel like, like the, one, the other ones, like Lop and Ocho, very strong in emotion. I love what the Elder represented, all about it. It's just, it's not, I don't really like it as much as the Ninth Jedi or the Duel.
0: Okay. Alright. That, that, that's totally fair. I personally loved that that element of the sh- of the episode, and I'll, I'll talk some more about that when we get there. Um, my note number five is Lop and Ocho. Okay. Uh, the episode that the episode that did surprise me the most, and I think I don't think I had the most fun with with Lop and Ocho. I think I had the most fun with T Zero B One. Uh, but surprised me a lot with the richness of the storytelling there, and I really have to commend it on that. I thought that Lapanocho was really, really great. That was such yeah. a great episode. Uh, what's your number four? My
1: four is Pinocho. All right, why? Again, I felt it's good, but again, I don't like it as much as
0: the Ninth Jedi T0B1 or the duel? Alright. Uh, my number four is T0B1. Okay, okay. This episode was so incredibly heartfelt. And I love the action that it had. But it, I do not think that it had the, like, richness of the storytelling as. Uh, the Ninth Jedi and the Elder and it did not have the action of the duel. But it was such a sweet story and I loved it so freaking much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are we at the number three spot now?
1: I'm pretty sure we are.
0: What's your number three?
1: My number three is the duel.
0: Same. Yes. Same, 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 same. Alright, then let's just move, move right on. Like, we spent a whole lot of time to talking about the, the the Duel. I think we spent, like, about 15 minutes talking about The Duel. Yeah, it was, it was a long time. It was such a great episode. I mean, the, the podcast is, like, an hour and a half long right now. So, uh-huh. uh, my number three was The Duel. I already said that. What's your, your number two? I'm pretty sure we have the same number two.
1: My number two... Well... It's the ninth Jedi.
0: Yep, we have the same one. We have the same one. Why? I I loved it. It
1: was great, expansive story. I love the way it climaxed. Mm-hmm. I just love T zero B one so
0: much. Uh, I love the Elders so so much. And that's my n- number one. The Elder Man number that. one. The
1: story is great. I might rewatch all of this like in the next week.
0: Dude, I I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm, I'm gonna watch it all again and just truly enjoy it. I, I'm I'm hoping to like enjoy Tatooine Rhapsody and the, the twins some more. Um mm-hmm. And then I wanna watch these with the Japanese audio.
1: Yeah, it's good. They show a lot of emotion.
0: Uh, you should watch it with the English audio, because it's like especially Tatooine Rhapsody mm-hmm. because um, it's just always special to hear a movie actor like voicing a character in animation. Okay, yeah. So true. hearing Tom Morrison do the voice of the a- anime Boba Fett was great. Mm-hmm. Oh man, do you have any other thoughts on visions?
1: I don't, aside that I love, I like all the episodes. None of them are rated under a six. And they, I just love the way all of them made, like, they ended off on, except for maybe Akakiri. Like, that's, like a, like, like an in-between kind of ending for me.
0: That's, well, love I mean, look. Well, as a whole. I was not really thinking of it as an ending, because the show is so incredibly standalone. Mm-hmm. So I never truly thought of it as an ending. Uh-huh. It's just the episode that, that, that they cho- chose to have us see last.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? But yeah, um, I don't, I think I'm all done with my thoughts on Visions. I, li- I like the show a lot more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was expecting to maybe come away from about half of these episodes not really liking them as much. Yeah. But no, that I loved uh, six of them. I really liked one of them, and I just didn't really like two of them as much. You know? That's a, yeah, it makes that's sense. a two out of nine ratio. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, all sounds good
0: yeah so I mean season two give me season two yeah
1: i I can't wait
0: I want season two i i I want more star wars anime yeah again this again this show did not do what I thought it was gonna do for me and that was like get me an anime though it it did not i I have a bit more interest
1: mm-hmm.
0: but not enough for me like sit down and watch like twelve full shows. I understand it, but then I got again, I, I guess got stuff
1: I gotta do. You I got a podcast I got do.
0: I mean, watch Demon Slayer. I mean, watch One One Punch Man. Mike also
1: said for you to watch Jujutsu Kaisen. I I'll
0: watch it I'll I'll also watch Avatar. Yeah,
1: that's a pretty good. Yeah, that's
0: good. Because too. that is, of course, our hero. You Dave will Blano. cry. That's not that hard for me. I'm a very easy crier in a movie. Well, you did
1: cry at like the end of Spider Man. Into
0: the Spider-Verse. Dude, don't, don't rub that in my face. I Spider-Verse is the greatest comic book it movie ever made. It is a very made. good movie. Spider-Verse is, Spider- the, verse is the, the movie
1: spirit. The original one, not the new one.
0: That I is think, absolute hot garbage. I think Spider-Verse is, is one of the... It, it, I, I think it is by far the greatest animated comic book m- movie of all time. Agree. I also think it might be the greatest comic book movie in history. Spider-Verse.
1: It's in my, like, my top
0: three. You can disagree with me on that. You can disagree with me on that. But that's just my opinion. Spider-Verse is the best. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. man. Uh, so that's it, guys. Uh, tonight... Because I'm so tired. I'm not doing another podcast tonight. But tomorrow night... Well, it's Thursday... It's Thursday night as I record this. It's gonna, gonna drop in, like, five hours. Um... But Friday night, you guys can check on Saturday morning, it'll definitely be there. My review of Venom will be out on another Marvel podcast. So those of you who are, are looking forward to Let There Be Carnage next week, you can go and go and check that out. I cannot wait for for Let There Be Carnage. That movie looks like so much fun. So... Yeah, I think that's about it. I'm Drew Gretsch.
1: And I'm Yvonne Siva.
0: Uh, I have a bad feeling about this.